You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking, what now? That's right. What now? Circumstances and situations have happened. You feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right. You feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out. And you just don't know what you need to do right now. The reality is we've all been there. And sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques, and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now podcast. And the What Now podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right, life's most difficult moments. So if you're interested in hearing the podcast, I encourage you to visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Again, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There, there's a tab for the podcast, and you can pick your favorite platform. We're available on multiple platforms. So you can pick your favorite platform, Pick the platform, subscribe to the podcast, listen, 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 comment, 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 and share, share, share. All right? So I encourage you again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversation.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. My name is Clifton Petty John. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. And yes, I'm talking to you. If you are tuned in on tonight and you have the ability to breathe in and breathe out, that means that there's breath yet left in your body. And because there's breath left in your body, purpose yet remains. All right. So listen, guys, we have a game changer on tonight. Now, I know all of you say, Cliff, you're always hyping up your guests. The reality is, and those who listen on a regular basis, you already know, I don't have to hype my guests up. Once you hear them speak, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And has any of you been disappointed yet with any of our guests? I'll wait. Well, I guess I would have to wait because I can't really hear you right now. But let me know if you've been disappointed. But I guarantee you, if you were disappointed before, tonight you will not be disappointed. But before we get to them, I want to remind everybody we have the weird webinar. The weird webinar on this Wednesday. Listen, if you've ever been called weird, called yourself weird, been identified as weird, classified as weird, whatever, you need to be a part of that podcast. Why? Because we're going to take what was meant for the negative and we're going to flip it for our good. You hear me? I have an acronym that I have learned to utilize from being called weird my entire life and even from myself calling myself weird. (laughs) my entire life that has helped me take that uh, mentality or helped me take that word and use it for my good. I'm sorry, y'all. I was trying to do two things at one time. But I now have learned how to take that weird word and utilize it for my good. So I want you to head over to www.coachclifton.com. I want you to uh, register for the webinar but also guys i have some exciting news for those who register they'll be the first ones to hear the news listen i've been holding this thing and i've been wanting to share it and wanting it wanting to share it and my plan was to share it tonight but i'm not going to share it tonight i'm going to share it first exclusively with those who are part of the webinar all right so again make sure you register uh now let's Without further ado, we're ready to get to our guests. But before we do that, I also like to remind everybody the phone lines are open throughout the entire show. They're open throughout the entire show. We want you guys to be a part of the conversation. As I always say, myself, my guests, and the listening audience, we all come from diverse backgrounds and we have diverse belief systems. With that in mind, there are going to be some things on the show that are said that you are not going to agree with. That's okay. That's okay. We don't have to agree with each other. However, here we have created a secured environment for people to be able to share their beliefs, their philosophies, or their theology, all of the ologies, ideology, theology, psychology, all of the ologies you can share here freely in a respectful manner. 
and you don't have to worry about being judged and or attacked. So when we call in, let's keep that in mind, all right? Positive vibes, y'all, positive vibes. When we learn to listen to each other from a place of growth and understanding, then we always leave ourselves open to the possibility of learning and growing together. Now, that does not mean that you have to agree with everything that's said. It's just that you we, we get to a place where we mature enough to understand that if it works for you, it works for you. But if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. All right? So call in number 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. Now, without further ado, I want everybody to help me welcome to the show. He's a speaker. He's a trainer. He's a coach. He is the author of GPS, My Success. Y'all, that means we're going to be talking about direction, success, transfer. Y'all, it's, it's about to get live. I'm telling you. As I said, he's an overall game changer. Help me welcome to the show, Mr. Kareem Ellis. Kareem, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, I am doing absolutely wonderful, man. Uh, I love the intro. I love the energy. And most importantly, man, I love the disclaimer you gave. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. the disclaimer. Let folks know that. You know, we're, we're going to go in a territory where you may not agree with everything. You may not agree with everything, absolutely. but uh, it, it's going to be discussed this evening. So I absolutely love it. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show this evening. Absolutely. I, I always uh, approach things from the understanding that if we're going to grow, if we're going to experience things we've never experienced before, then we have to have conversations we've never had before. So some things are going to sting sometimes. Some things aren't going to sound good to us sometimes, but when we sit back yes. and begin to process it beyond the place of offense, mm. we can learn from that thing. I had to learn that, you know, the hard way for myself, you know, because I, I remember mm. being in, in service and, and my pastors ministering stuff about growth mm -hmm. and success and possibilities. And I'd be sitting there just mm. mad and thinking, oh, they're attacking me, they're attacking me, but the more I began to open my mind up to new possibilities, I understood what mm. an attack. They were preparing yes. me for something. So tonight, guys, we're being prepared for something. I believe it. Woo! <laughs> you, you, you said a mouthful, man. One of the things I've learned is most difficult is with the human mind, the human mind loves to create a comfort zone. And so oftentimes yes. it's not even really the fact that we're being attacked. The fact is we're being challenged to grow outside of our comfort zone, and we don't want to mm -hmm. leave that comfort zone. So we'll do anything we can to defend our comfort zone. Sometimes we'll fight to the very death. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to talk about that a little later, too. We're going to talk about comfort zone as it relates to purpose and all of those things. But what I want to hit you with mm. first, I always start with an icebreaker question. Always start okay. with the same icebreaker question. If gotcha. you could have one superpower, what mm. would that superpower be and why? If I could have one superpower, what would that power be and why? Um, I got to say, if I could have a superpower, it would ultimately be the power of flight. And the reason being is, if you can fly, you can just leave situations and circumstances on the drop of a dime. One of the things that mm -hmm. kept me locked in place between the age of kindergarten and I'm going to say the age of 26 
was I had a limited mindset, a limited belief in myself. Uh, when it came to chasing success, there are written rules and there are unwritten rules. And the problem being is the world system tells you all the things you think you need in order to be successful. So my calling was going to the world and speak and to inspire and to motivate. The problem being is I didn't look like my assignment. So if I had uh. the ability to leave my situation and my circumstances, meaning the bad relationships I came out of, uh, I was the individual who was the college dropout in the world that teaches you to be successful. You have to have a college degree or two hanging behind your name. Uh, I was the individual that was broke that had to move back home at the age of 26 and sleep in my parents' basement. Uh, I was the individual who was uh, the single dad trying to scrounge together money for child support because the job system had let me down and failed me. I was the guy who had the bank account closed for non-sufficient funds. I was the guy that had the car repossessed. You know, so when I look at my situation yeah. and my circumstances versus my calling, you know, I didn't see how I could measure up. So the superpower I would have loved to have back then was the ability to fly and leave my, not, I'm not going to say my situation behind, I'm going to say my limited mindset, my limited mm. mindset. Okay. Now let's stay right there talking about limited mindset. We're going to get to the game in a minute. Like I said, we we go all over the place here on uh, the show. However, it mm -hmm. always comes back full circle. Let's talk about limited okay. mindset because we're at sure. a, a place in the entire world right now with this pandemic uh, where yeah. we have now, if we've been running from the thoughts in our mind, mm -hmm now have come Ew. to a standstill where we have to honestly face the thoughts in our mind, whether it's, you know, yeah. you know, usually we can escape it by leaving the house and we can escape it by going and doing this and going and doing that. But now we are faced mm. with those realities. How did you begin to deal with the limited mindset that you had? Mm, that is a very, very good question. Uh, so, so this is what my belief is. My belief is simply this. Uh, when we entered this year, when we entered 2020, to me, the first thing I thought about, because I wear contacts, <laughs> and my wife keeps mm -hmm. telling me, get LASIK, lose the contacts, get LASIK. But, you know, you, you look at 2020 vision. You look at 2020 mm -hmm. vision. So for many people, we all celebrated the year 20, 2020, not only because it was a new year, but we we're saying, man, it's a new decade, and everyone had all these goals and plans for how they're going to crush yes. 2020 and do unimaginable things. And then somehow we got stuck in the middle of 2020, and it's almost like somebody cracked open a game of Jumanji yes. <laughs> and rolled the dice <laughs> and left us stuck in the game. There has been some stuff that's happened in this year that is unimaginable. I mean, there's things that we've seen that we never would have thought, you know, coming down the pathway. And so a lot of people have given up on vision in this stage of the game right now. A lot yep. of people aren't even yep. thinking about their goals and their dreams. A lot of people are voluntarily opting to have a limited mindset because the range of their vision can't see over the horizon. So the very first mm. thing I'll say, and, and since we can talk scripture with our scripture, one of my favorite scriptures in the book of life says, write the vision and make it plain. Make it that plain. means that when God put me down here, there is something, some vision for my life that I should be formulating, hopefully by the time I turn 18. And it's my job to seek out not only that vision, but to complete that vision. So think about it this way. We, all, we already know we're going to talk a little bit about the GPS concept. I tell everybody that um, a GPS, a GPS machine that you put an address in to figure out directions, to figure your way around the city and around the state, a GPS is useless 
until you decide to give it an address. Unfortunately, most mm. people do the same thing with their life. In other words, you've been putting her on this planet. You've been given the breath of life. You've been given opportunity. You are one of a million sperm that made it in the womb race, 8,000. You made it to the egg. You fertilized. You're here. Please tell me you understand that there is a purpose behind why you made it this far. Mm. Most people fail to understand the bigger picture, the grander scheme of it. So one of the things I did to overcome a limited mindset as I always focus on vision. I always focus on vision. So in other words, a GPS is useless to you given an address. Your life for all intents and purposes, it works the same exact way. So the question I have right now is what address should you putting inside should you have put inside your life's GPS? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? What are you called to do? What is your calling? What is your purpose? Because most of us fail to understand that. When you know where you're supposed to go, what happens is all the distractions you get hit with uh, bounce off. When I put an address inside a GPS, there can be many distractions on my way to my finish line. There can be all types of car accidents and road blockades and all types of stuff. But notice something. The GPS never gives up on the address that originally was put inside of it at the moment you started the journey. So first and foremost, we have to get clear with vision. Why am I here? What am I here to do? That is the, the, the most creative way to stay focused in a limited mindset world. Okay, now, how does one begin to get clear? What, what are some steps they need to take in order to begin to get clear on the address that they need to put in the GPS system as it relates to purpose and vision and all those great things? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked that. Because we can actually dissect this a couple of different ways. We can go really, really deep into what is my calling, what is my purpose, why am I here? Or for some people, they may have a different type of agenda. It may be, man, I really would love to lose 100 pounds. Or I really like to mm -hmm. see uh, a couple of zeros on my bank account. Or I really want to be able to settle down and get married. So for everyone that's listening on this call, I want, I want to be clear about this. I don't want to discriminate with information and knowledge. Um, what you decide to put in your life GPS will differ based on who you are and where you are in the stage of life. Put it this way. At the age of 26, I wasn't thinking about changing the world. <laughs> at the age mm -hmm, of 26, mm -hmm. I had a more simplistic mindset. I didn't have wisdom. Uh, I didn't have longevity on the planet to have some sort of idea of what I should be focused on. So what I will say to anyone listening to this call, number one, the reason why vision is, is important because everything you do once you figure this out, you'll tie it back to your vision. Let's, let's run through this real quick. Um, let's talk about the concept of education. Because from kindergarten to 12th grade, I don't know about you, but I didn't really have say over the education I was spoon fed. I didn't have say mm -hmm. over that. I went to school each day from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock. The educational system laid out reading, writing, arithmetic you know, a foreign language, and then I went back home. So from kindergarten to 12th grade, I literally had no say over what education I got. It's kind of amazing because if I knew I was going to go into the world of public speaking, if I knew I was going into the world of real estate investing, if I knew I was going to go into the world of multi-level marketing, you would probably think that I would love to have spent some time specifically focused on that level of education, okay? So when they say write the vision and make it plain, that means that when I'm clear about my vision, it also allows me to be clear about the education I should be studying, give me my desired results. 
okay? Let's yes. talk about the concept of time, because all these things are resources, right? There's a reason why Scripture is so powerful Absolutely. on knowing what it is you're here to do. Let's talk about money, okay? Let's talk about money before time. Um, I've heard a lot of people have their own ideas about the topic of money. One thing I believe is this. Money is one of the most powerful tools you can ever come across. But the school system yes. doesn't teach you that, okay? So understand mm-hmm. that if I have a vision, at some point in time, the resource of money will be important to it. So in other words, if I know I want to be a powerhouse speaker and I have money coming in, if I don't know to use that money appropriately on building websites, on, on books, on speaking engagement, on the things I need to actually build the business and build the vision to hire assistants and things like that, then what happens is I mismanage my resources. So that's another reason why vision is important. Uh, up until the age of 26, when I would get a paycheck or heaven forbid if I got an income tax, do you know I would blow those resources so quickly? Yes. I'm almost embarrassed by how I handled money in the past because I had no vision to attach it to. See, the problem is this. If you don't have vision, it's not that you walk around here uh, doing nothing with your life. The problem is if you don't have vision, you spend your time working on somebody else's vision. So by default, you'll spend your time building someone mm-hmm. else's goal and dream. So let's talk about mm-hmm. the concepts of time, because these are all resources that correlate back to vision. Um, I can think to myself how many times I got off the clock after working a 40-hour week and then sat down and watched TV or hung out at a buddy's house or went to the club or entertained guests when I really should have been spending that free time working on my business, working on my craft, making the right connection. So you see the correlation on why vision is so important. When I look at someone out mm-hmm. there who's literally stuck, nine times out of ten, it's not a money problem. It's not a connection problem. It's not a coach or a mentor problem. It's usually a vision problem. Because if I don't know mm-hmm. where I'm going, I don't even know what resources I need to make the journey work for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad that you brought up the, the whole vision, uh, the concept of vision, because, you know, I uh, am one who struggled with, I've had all type of surgeries on my eyes. Mm. And okay. one of the things that that has taught me was, you know, mm-hmm. I had to graduate from depending upon my sight to understanding that vision must go far beyond what you see right now. And I hadn't mm. really understood that. I had mm-hmm. taken the concept of my limited sight and spread it out over my mm-hmm. entire life until yeah. I began to go through the different surgeries and see the different kind of mm. eye doctors and understand what they specialize in. I have one that he specifically specializes in the environmental things that affect okay. your eyes and your vision. I have another one. She just Mm. focuses on the medical side of everything. They work together as a team. Mm. And it helped me draw a lot of things together to see how everything connected and how powerful vision really was. It it, it really did. And then Mm. you were just sitting there talking. All of that was just coming back to me like, oh, wow, that that is so true. It's not a money problem. Mm. It's a vision problem. If we can get you to understand that you have the ability to have vision far beyond what you're facing now, that we can get you to change your mind set concerning everything. Now let's talk about this renewed mm. mindset. Cause you said at the age of 26, you okay. found yourself back at home, back at mm-hmm. home now, 
sleeping in the basement. How okay. was that for mm-hmm. you? Like, what, what was that process like for you? Okay, so from, from the spiritual angle, and again, I'm, I'm hoping I don't lose uh, lose some of your listeners on this because I know we have no, a you're very good. diverse you're background great. This is, here. This is the flow. What, okay, what I will say is this: is what there's something I teach called the seed principle, and what it simply means is um, whatever it is God puts you on this planet to do, you are already that thing. You're just in seed form. I'm going to repeat that because somebody needs mm-hmm. to hear this right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you have been put on this planet to do, you are already that thing. You're just in seed form. So say, let's let's think about uh, one of my favorite Disney movies, uh, The Lion King. Okay, there's a scene mm-hmm. within maybe the first 20, 25 minutes of the film where you have a very young Simba talking to a very young Nala, and he's singing that he can't wait to be king. The issue being is he's already a king. He's just in seed form. Now, we know in order for mm-hmm. a seed to manifest into a tree, it has to be planted, right? But the problem yep. is a seed can't be planted just anywhere. It has to be planted in rich soil. It has to be planted in the right environment. So when I was forced to move back home at 26, because I'm going to be clear with you, there is no young man at the age of 26 who voluntarily wants to move back home. We spent 18 years of our life dreaming about the day when we can leave home. And here I am going through a nasty breakup uh, that that left me financially in debt. And when I say debt, I mean the the debt amount of of a two-income household, uh, unfortunately, was dumped on little old me uh, solely because all the credit and stuff was in my name. Uh, So forced to move back home at 26 with such an unsurmountable debt that I couldn't even figure, I couldn't even come up with a plan or a blueprint to get out of it. So what I know now is sometimes God will shift you, but he'll shift you because <laughs> where you are currently planted as a seed is not the right soil to give you growth. I'm going to repeat that. Someone's going through this right mm-hmm. now. Where you are currently mm-hmm. planted at right now is not fertile ground to manifest and grow the seed called you. So sometimes you will mm-hmm. be shifted into what seems like an uncomfortable environment, but is the very thing needed to pull out what's already locked inside the seed. So when I went through the pain, when I went through the disgust, uh, when I went through uh, the financial setback and the challenges, one of the things I didn't realize is the very things I was going through is what God was pulling out of me because you can't minister to someone uh, who's been hurt if you haven't been through that type of hurt. Absolutely. <laughs> and a lot of people have figured Absolutely. it out. So on my end, when I got put back there at 26, um, I know now as a grown adult, as a seasoned adult, as a seasoned veteran, um, that was all part of his perfect plan. Though he slayed me, because trust me, there were some slay moments, yeah. um, it was all part of yeah. his plan. Now, here was my dilemma. Um, it seemed like the more and more I kept trying to get out of the fire, trying to get out of my parents' house, trying to get on my feet, the more and more God started removing things from me. Because he wanted me solely to sit down and take it all in. There were some things he was trying to bring out of me. So he, when I say he stripped, I mean he stripped everything. I lost friendships. I lost money. I lost jobs. And so I was stuck there for just a season, okay? And in that season, that was probably the darkest stage of my life. Um, I remember getting so depressed, so, so sorrowful over my situation that I, that I actually contemplated uh, committing suicide, taking my life. Mm-hmm. And the wake up mm-hmm. call for me was simply this. I didn't know how I was going to go about doing it, but I knew I was ready to do it because I couldn't see a way out of that tunnel. 
And I remember praying to God that night and saying, if there's any reason whatsoever, if there's any reason whatsoever why I should stick around, you let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to try to put this plan in motion sometime this weekend. And so when I went to sleep that night, and this is for somebody out there who needs to hear this, some of you need to ask what your purpose is. Some of you are trying to figure something mm-hmm. out that you don't have mastery of. Put it this way, and I know I'm sidetracking myself, but I'm going to boomerang back around to the point. Um, whenever mm-hmm. I buy technology, like I, I bought an iPhone last year, I bought an iPhone 11, that iPhone 11 comes with an instruction manual. And so if I don't know how to do certain things, I have to go to the instruction manual. I have to go to the person who created the item to figure out how the item works. So for some of you out there, myself included, I had to go to the author and the finisher and say, I don't understand my life. I don't understand the challenges. I don't understand the setback. Give me why I'm here. And he had to give me instruction. So in this dream, uh, what he ended up doing was it showed me a vision of my funeral. But the, but, but the issue then was I wasn't freaked out by the funeral. I was freaked out by how many people were at the funeral. There were so mm-hmm. many people the church couldn't hold them. There were folks stretched all the way down the block. And I remember talking to God and saying, what am I seeing? And he's saying, these are, the, these are the lives of the people you will touch while you're here. Then mm. vision became clear of why I was given the gift of communication. Why was always the oddball? You said something earlier about being weird. Scripture tells us that God uses the, the weird things of the world to confound the wise. Many times, most wise. of us that are calling the high places don't have the, the necessary worldly requirements to pull it off. So I said something earlier about <laughs> being the college dropout and all those things I felt that disqualified me. And God says, I will move you in spite of what you think is supposed to hold you back and set you back. You will be the anonymous. You will be the thing that they can't see, they can't understand. But my gift and my anointings upon your voice and your message that people will know you come from me when you go forth. So for me, mm-hmm. that was nesting ground. That's where the seed had to be planted at. My seed could not have been planted anywhere else. Um, one of the things I've learned is something I call uh, snake bit. And you realize that if you get bit by a poisonous snake, the only way they can save your life is they have to give you antivenom. But here's the touch. The antivenom has to be from the very snake that bit you. They take the venom, yep. they mix with antibodies, and they get antivenom. So for many people out there, myself included, I was bitten by life circumstances. I went through a breakup where I put my heart into it, even though my parents said not to pursue the relationship. I put school on the side. Uh, we fostered a child together. Um, I gave up a lot. I sacrificed a lot to be a stay-at-home, a work, a work, not stay-at-home dad, but a work-from-home dad. Uh, I did everything I thought was supposed to be done right from a man's standpoint, from a male standpoint, and I had the rug kind of pulled out from under me. And I was bitter behind that, not realizing that life had snake bit me. The issue then was my ability to forgive and to heal and to move forward was the antivenom. So the very people that God mm. puts in front of on stages now, they don't they don't realize it. The reason why I can can minister uh, wisdom and inspiration to them because I've been bit by that same snake and I am the walking living antivenom. And I don't know who needs mm-hmm. to do this right now because I'm sure you got some callers right now that's bitter about life circumstances. There are some people right now that's on the brink of losing their house. Uh, the problem with this quarantine situation, uh, you said it earlier, this is causing some folks to sit down <laughs> for the very mm-hmm. first time. Absolutely. We, we have stayed so busy 
that we don't have to think about day-to-day life and living situations. So I predict the divorce rate is going to go through the roof when this thing is finally up. People are losing their jobs. People are going through situations and circumstances that they never saw coming. The issue being is, number one, will you allow yourself to be planted so whatever God needs to pull out of you can be properly pulled out and you can manifest into that tree? And then number two, if it's a setback situation where you walked into it and you didn't see it, will you allow yourself to be the anti-venom? Because whatever mess you go through ultimately will be your message for others around you. Awesome. So much. I'm not going to touch any of that because nothing else needs to be said to <laughs> anything that you just said. I, we just going to keep flowing with that thing. That was good. Oh, man. Now, how did you get from 26-year-old you mm-hmm. and before to now you're standing on these stages and you are assisting in the transformation of all of these people's lives? Like, when did the concept of I'm going to be a speaker, when was that even, you know, mm. not just birthed inside of you, but you now, okay, mm-hmm. it's birthed here. Let me start to navigate through this thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so what I say is this. Mark Twain says the two most important days of your life is the day you're born and the day you discover why. I love that. Mm-hmm. Quote, but I think Mark Twain fell just a little bit short. I say the three most important days of your life is the day you're born, the day you discover why, and the day you decide to walk in your why. Because all of us mm-hmm. this call have been born. That's why we're here. We can hear the message. Uh, a select few of us actually know why we're here. I don't believe we got a bunch of folks walking around this planet confused. Many people listen to this call. They know what they've been put here to do. But oftentimes when you look at the calling on your life, it can be daunting because you say, man, it's almost like uh, Moses wrestling with God at the burning bush, arguing over your calling, your purpose. I can't speak. I can't talk. How are you going to call me to do something like this? Uh, My (laughs) my limited imagination can't even see that far. And you telling me to embrace this and walk into this and claim this. So one of the things I did when I got really serious, uh, one of the things I did was I, Obviously, I set the vision. There's something There's something I, I live by that I call VSM, VSM. Uh, and VSM mm-hmm. stands for Vision, Strategy, Mentor. Vision, Strategy, Mentor. So we already talked about the concept of setting the vision. Once I got the vision in my mind that I was going to impact lives and I knew the direction, okay, that was the vision. The second stage is what's the strategy to get there? When you put an address in the GPS, it doesn't just magically get you to your finish line. It actually tries to strategically figure out what's the quickest route to get there. What streets do we want to avoid? What streets do we want to take? You know, what highway lane do we want to be in? So for many people, once you have the vision set of what it is you want, and again, your vision can be as vague or it can be as clear as you want. Some of you guys may say, man, I want to know what my ultimate purpose is, my destiny. Again, some of you guys may say, man, I want to raise my income you know, by, by six by six figures next year. So if that's the vision, what's the strategy? What's the strategy you're going to use? It's amazing because when I played TV League football, because <laughs> I was always a little <laughs> guy, um, every time we went into the huddle, we came out with a strategy. We weren't on the field yes. calling audibles every play, hoping to get to the finish line. That means you must have some strategy you're going to work day in and day out, 
night after night, week after week, month after month, month, year after year, until you see some sort of result. So for me personally, I knew in order to walk in my calling and speaking all over the stage, I had to be clear about what was blocking me. And the main thing that was blocking me in that stage was I was working a nine to five job. I was working 40 hours a week for someone else. If my goal and dream to speak out of the country, to speak in Vegas, to speak in Florida, to speak in Atlanta, in order for that to manifest, there was no job in the world who was going to let me take that amount of PTO <laughs> and go shoot right. all over the country. Right. So I had to be real about what are the roadblocks. So roadblock number one was the job. Roadblock number two was my debt. The scripture makes it clear. The borrower is servant to the lender. One of the main reasons why I feel mm. most of us don't walk out our calling because we spent such a good amount of time putting ourselves in financial debt that we spend 40 hours a week trying to create income to get out of debt. And I don't know who needs to hear that today. Uh, one of the reasons why I mm. shot past my peers in my field, because I set myself free. So my particular strategy was to jump over into real estate. And it wasn't that I loved real estate. Okay. It wasn't that I was passionate about real estate. But once I set the vision, then I knew the education I need to focus on. I need to master the education of houses and flipping houses and stuff like that. My money needs to go towards that. My free time needs to go towards that. Uh, the connections I make strategically, who you hang around is who you become. So I need to be hanging around folks in that field, in that line of work. Um, even the mentor I select was based on the vision, okay, the vision mm -hmm. and the strategy. So for me, I originally started flipping houses, and I took that money versus going out there and buying a crazy lifestyle. I started paying debt off. I start paying debt off. Uh, we're in the season, guys, where we got to start looking at Scripture and interpreting the Word and using the Word instead of just glancing over it. The moment I started yeah. paying debt off, paying it off, paying the credit cards off, getting rid of the car note, getting rid of everything that had me anchored to a nine-to-five job, now I'm free to pursue my passion. So it wasn't mm. that I put job. I set up something in place to swap out in place of the job. So financially, what I would say is this, for someone struggling with this concept, you need to figure out what are your monthly expenses each month. Figure out what, what your bills are, three grand a month, four grand a month, five grand a month. And strategically, what can you come up with on the side that can supplement or and eventually replace that income? Because what I find, Cliff, with a lot of people, a lot of people are living what Les Brown says is a misplaced life. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but I can be honest on myself. 90% of the jobs I had from, from age 18 to 26, I, that wasn't my calling. That wasn't my purpose. That wasn't my passion. I only did the mm -hmm. job because it paid bills. Fact about it, if a job across the street doing the same exact thing said, we'll pay you $2.50 an hour more, I would have quit my job because there was no loyalty. They wouldn't even got a two-week notice because it wasn't about passion, purpose, gifts, and talent. It was strictly about paying bills. So if it's all about paying bills, should I really be particular on how the bills get paid as long as it's legal and it's not going to land me in jail? So for me, my strategy is real estate. For someone on this call right now, the strategy might be multi-level marketing. For someone else, it might be to start that little side business. For someone else, it might be able to do something in the web space. But you must have a vision of where you're trying to get to because that's going to dictate your results. So once real estate started paying debt off, now I can accumulate and hold on to more money. And then in that stage of the game, with debt being off, being paid off, now you can go ahead and pay for, in my case, I did differently. I paid cash for items. 
So that way, again, I had no debt. So I was buying houses cash, houses with an F, okay? Um, cars, cash, cars with an F, more than one. The idea being is that I don't have debt. The reality is this, debt's not bad as long as you are not stuck paying for it. If you have to work 40 hours a week mm-hmm. to take care of that debt, that's 40 hours you can't spend pursuing your purpose, your calling, your passion, or just plain spending time with your family and your friends and living your life. I know a lot of people who have never lived their life, and at the age of 65, they're retiring. But it's like, man, yes. you may only have 10 years left to enjoy. Is that the type of setup that you want for your life? So this is why vision is important. Write the vision and make it plain. There should be clarity about where you're trying to get to so that you don't try to get there uh, by happenstance, by circumstance, or most importantly, in a spirit of confusion. Because what I've learned about the art of confusion, whenever I give my mind a confusing thought, it's easy for the mind to say no and shut down. So for me, mm-hmm. that was my strategy. So first it was the vision. Where am I trying to get to? Number two, what's the strategy we're going to use to get there? Okay. And then once I had the strategy figured out, next thing is the mentor. Who can I find who's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, the coffee mug. They have the victories. And most importantly, are the losses and the defeats. Because I can learn more from your mistakes and your errors than your wins. And how do I get Absolutely. that person to mentor me? So I had a mentor in real estate, and I also had a mentor in the speaking business. And those things were the great equivocator that shot me to the top of the pile very, very quickly. Wow. Vision, strategy, and then mentor. Okay. Now, I'm gl- I love the way you address the, um, you know, a lot of people call it quitting the job because a lot mm. of people get stuck right there and don't have a strategy mm. for that. So they find themselves mm. stuck year after year after year. But I like how you broke that oh. down. You know, you no, don't quit. Just find another way to replace, you know, the, the finances, yes. you know, oh, that that was good. I like that. Now, I want to talk about um, the mentorship component because that yes. is something uh, I'm very <laughs> big on mentorship. But I also yeah. feel like it's something now that has been like watered down to a degree. Because Woo. everybody's out <laughs> attempting to be a mentor yeah. that may have never been <laughs> rightly mentored, <laughs> you know, but you hit you hit something. You Woo. said a mentor that was where you, they've been where you're aspiring to go and that you can learn from yeah. their mistakes because you can learn more from their mistakes. Mm. Say there's somebody out here on, you know, they're listening right now. And they're at that stage. Mm-hmm. They, they, they know the vision. They've developed the strategy. And now they're at the position of, hmm, I really think I need mentorship, you know, to take this to mm-hmm. the next level or the next dimension. How does mm-hmm. one select the right mentor? Mm, gotcha. So, so this is, this is the one thing I think that hangs everybody up. Uh, it took me yeah. in real estate, it took me probably three and a half years before I found my right mentor. And I'm, I'm going to be blunt about this. I'm just going to take the lid all day off. Um, here's the problem with a lot of what we do. A lot of times we look for a mentor based on what we think success looks like. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to repeat this. Yep. A lot of times we select a mentor based on what our imagination thinks a successful person looks like. 
So when I first started out in this game, when I first started out in the real estate game, because real estate was the gateway to open up the freedom to speak professionally all over the world, um, I kept looking for a mentor who was African-American around my age and was, <laughs> was and, 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 and because because I felt it was my comfort zone. I wanted Absolutely. someone to look it. like me, talk like me, act like me, walk like me. And the problem being is every time I approach one of these mentors, um, there was two things going on. Number one, they were they were very, very uh, vague on what they're going to give me. Because here's the yep. problem, uh, and, and, and everyone needs to hear this. There's a certain measure of greatness locked inside of you fighting to get out. And every once in a while, you'll do something and show the world a glimpse of your greatness. It'll be a glimpse mm-hmm. of it. It won't even be the full thing. It'll be a glimpse of your potential power if you walk into things the right way. And depending on the mentor, the mentor will embrace it or the mentor will be afraid of it. <laughs> I'm going to be clear on this. Mm. You have some mentors out there that will not take you up under their wing and teach you because they are fearful, because they've seen a glimpse of something that you don't even know what you have the potential to do. When I was uh, jumping into the speaker room, I didn't even realize the power and authority God had over my gift, but other people could see yeah. it before I could. And so with a lot yeah. of people, that would intimidate them. They would say, man, I've been in the trenches for 20 years. There's no way in the world I'm going to give you this nugget of information because that will put you on par with me, and I don't want to do that. So the best mentors in the world are the mentors that have already accomplished their goals or at least very, very close to them. Mm. It's very hard for someone to pour into you if they're still chasing their, their golden egg. Because mm. the issue being is, I don't want you to beat me to the golden egg. So there has to be a level of discernment. This is why wisdom is so important. You have to have wisdom when you're looking for a mentor. Just because they drive around a nice whip and got a lot of money and have a flashy social media status and they got a million followers or 500,000 followers or 20,000 followers does not necessarily mean they are the right mentor for you. So you have to put that thing through the test. One of the things God says on scripture, call me out at my word, put my word to the test and see if it will return void. That means if you're asking God for a mentor, you got to be able to put those things to the test to see are they built of steel or are they cracked like wood under pressure. So one of the things I learned is not to have expectations based on my limited belief of what I thought success looked like. Because I've been on the planet long enough to know true success. Some of the wealthiest people in the world, you'll never be able to tell because they don't dress like it. They don't drive cars like it. Right. They don't flash their cars right. like it. So oddly enough, I went through two mentors. And both mm-hmm. of them gave me limited information. The third mentor in real estate was actually a Caucasian female who was about 10, maybe 12 years older than me. And I never saw it coming. I never saw it coming. Because I never in a million years would have thought she would have been the one. But what I said to you earlier, God would choose the weird things of the world to confound the wise. Yes. So I yes. had to be open to what God put in front of me. Now, here's the catch, guys. And, and this is something I want you to understand. Um, my mistake was, and now a lot of people do this, they try to get a mentor for absolutely nothing. If you want success, understand it's going to cost you something. It's going mm-hmm. to cost you something. It may cost you money. It may cost you time, but it's going to cost you something. One of the biggest mistakes I made is I kept trying to find that, that Annie orphan daddy war books relationship where I try to post mm. them and give them my sob story and what I've been through. And I want you to take pity on me because I lost everything at 26 and I was forced to move back home and I see somebody help me out. 
and they will be looking at me saying, if it took me 20 years to acquire my success, 30 years to acquire my success, and I've been in the trenches, I've been fired, I've had lights turned off, I've had cars repossessed, I've been through the trenches, why do you think the value of what I have to offer should be so cheap? Mm. You have to stop going to people that have been in the trenches, especially if you're not a family member or a close friend, and thinking that they're supposed to give you something for nothing. Because oftentimes, um, if they are requiring something out of you, it's not for you to supply, it's for God. I'll supply all things according to your will. So when I met my real estate mentor, my real estate mentor charged $7,000. This is at a mm -hmm. stage of the game where I had $3,000 in the bank and no job. So by faith, I had to come to her and say, listen, I, I, I will give you $8,000. I don't even know how I'm going to get $8,000, but I'll give you $8,000 if you mentor me because there's something that says you are the right one. I can just see mm. it. I, I can see this false victory. I can do a Google test on you. I can research you. I can pull you up and show that you are doing the very thing. One of the things you said early on, you hit the nail dead on the head. There are so many people out there trying to charge for mentorship. And the very thing they're trying to mentor in, they've only been doing it for six months, maybe a year. Right. This is why you have right. to do your homework and your research. you got to do a Google test. And they, what I've learned is this, and this goes back to David when David uh, took on the Philistines. You know, um, the way that he was known to be victorious in front of Saul, he had to bring back so many foreskins to show proof of victory. Don't, don't come Absolutely. back here and say you won. Let me see them foreskins to show proof that you're Absolutely. victorious on battle. Anyone who's a good mentor, they will have a track record that you can check on your own. Not something they spoon feed you. I mean, you can do your research. They're Googleable. You can talk to other people in the business, say, have you heard of this person? How long have they been in business? Um, and this day and age, if someone is a great mentor or a whack mentor, that's all on social media at this stage again. You have total access, but study to show that self-approved, which means you got to do your research. So on this particular mentor before, I just came up with the seven grand to pay her, and, and we did a payment plan. I did my research. I studied her. Uh, at the local investment club, she was the main person speaking at the meetings almost every night. So I knew spoils the victory. Fact about it, the other two guys I was chasing, I couldn't even really prove this spoils the victory. I couldn't Google them. I didn't know anybody to say, man, how many houses do they own? Or, you know, how long they've been doing it? There was no way to prove it. So even in this current phase, my current mentor is the one and only Mr. Les Brown. Les Brown has a track okay. record. He's spoken in 51 countries. He's, this is his 50th year, 51st year, um, speaking all over the nation, you know, both internationally and nationally. So what it is is vision, strategy, mentor. But you've got to stop thinking that someone is supposed to give you the keys of the kingdom for free. The other thing I learned is this. When someone gives you free knowledge like a mentor and it doesn't cost you anything, I, I don't know, uh, Cliff, if you have this or not, most of the people I see don't even do anything with the knowledge because it didn't cost them Absolutely. Anything. It didn't cost them anything. So if you want yep. to go up, be willing to give up something of value so you don't let that education sit on the shelf collecting dust. Absolutely. When I uh, wrote my book, uh, one of mm -hmm. the concepts I had to overcome, and one of my mentors told me, you got to overcome this. And, so, and I get what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's the ministry mm -hmm. side of you. And I was yes. going and just giving books away and giving them away and giving them away and giving them away. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're not making people invest in it. 
and people don't That's value right. what they don't have to invest in. So when you were saying all that, I was like, that's it. That's it. Everybody wants it, the mentorship for free. But catch this. I've known mm. people that wanted to be mentored for free, but if somebody mm. were to approach them about be about them being their mentor, oh, no, they're not doing it for free. Mm. You know, so I, I, and I'm, I'm a, a firm believer in that thing. Like you, what you are willing to, you have to be willing to invest because for some reason, we will appreciate mm-hmm. that which we invest in. Absolutely. So yeah, I would probably venture to say because I have I've had a mixture of mentorships. I've had I've had paid mentorship. Um, I've had mm-hmm. mentorships that were structured based on me providing a service, offering a service. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing about vision, and this is why I said it's so important. You you will know the right mentor if you have the right vision. <laughs> the more clear oh, you yes. are about the vision, the more clear you are about who the mentor is. Um, you put it this way: look at the dynamic between Moses and Joshua. Joshua wasn't following Moses for absolutely nothing. Joshua had mm-hmm. no idea you gonna be the person to take this group into the promised land. But how hard would it be to tell them to march around the walls of Jericho seven times and then shout on the seventh time if I hadn't seen the Red Sea get parted? If I had seen a fed by manna in the morning and a cloud at night, you could have found. So the right mentor is there when you get clear on the vision. There have been mentors I've had opportunities to sit up under and learn up under. But when I got clear on my vision, I would instantly say, man, you are wise, you are smart, you got it going on, but you're not for me in this season. You're not for me in this season. In fact, what's going to happen is you will distract me. Put it this way. There's something I love teaching. Um, where I talk about alcohol, okay? And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about alcohol is this. When you get alcohol at a club or a bar, usually it comes strong. Strong enough that if you yeah. are ready for it and you take it to the head, you may actually cough it up. You may <laughs> choke on it. And the only thing that can temper that down is water. If water. I have a clear, strong vision and I get up under the wrong mentor, that mentor like water would dilute my vision. And the vision Man. is not designed to be diluted. You have to be clear about who you let put their hands on your vision. Um, I've had so many folks uh, that are powerhouse mentors that will see a gift and see a talent and see an opportunity and say, I know he's going yeah. this way, but if I yank him over here, he can build my business, he can build my brand. And I have to check myself, Man. or better yet, my wife has to check me and say, what does what they're doing right now has to do with your calling and your vision? Because you're letting them water you down. This is why vision and clarity vision Whew. is so important. It is so important. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, you hit another principle within there, too, that is so important as well. And what you said, you know, how sometimes your wife has to be the one that comes in and says, you know, what, what is that added? You know, the value, what value is that added yeah. to your vision? And that is why yeah. it is so, 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 so important to to make sure that you even have vision as it relates to relationships, all types, especially yeah. covenant relationships, but even, you know, building yeah. your teams and all of those things as well. That, man, okay. Whew. All right. So now, You've been talking, and all I've heard the whole time, I've been mm-hmm. listening to everything you're saying, but all I hear is faith, mm-hmm. faith, 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 faith. I hear yeah. different stages and different seasons where you had to step out on faith. It took faith 
to carry you through. How did you develop mm. that relationship with God that, you know, mm -hmm. is founded on faith? Mm. Well, that's a, that's a great question. So I'm, I'm going to be upfront on this one, too. Um, I've cheated in this. I've, I've had a, a unfair <laughs> advantage because Scripture says if you raise a child in the ways of the Lord when he's young, yes. he doesn't depart from it when he gets old. So I was raised in a Christian household. So faith and word was poured in me. The issue being is mm. the right environment pulls it back out. Remember what I said earlier about the seed. I said locked inside every seed is the potential to turn into a tree, but you can't access the seed portion until the seed is properly planted. So there are situations God will put you in that are perfect for you to let your faith come out. Now, the problem is this. A lot of us have this crazy belief that I'm just going to radically walk out into the dark and just be brave and be bold. And I'll be the first person to tell you, no, <laughs> that is not how it happens. Yeah. Sometimes it was kicking and screaming. Sometimes it was, I ain't got no other option left. But at the end of the right. day, I trust that this is going to be for my best and my good. So if I've given this vision to God saying, this is what I want to do. And God says, ask me for the desires of your heart. And I believe him at his word. That means ultimately, even though it's dark up ahead and I can't see which way the turn is, I'm still trusting that whatever's going to happen is going to be for my good. Now, here's a cheat for everyone out there. Here's a cheat code. We grew up uh, in, in the 80s playing uh, Nintendo. We used to always use cheat codes. <laughs> here's yeah. a cheat code. Um, surround yourself with people uh, of like mind and people uh, that are in the environments and arenas you want to penetrate and get into. Okay, Zig Ziglar said the best. He said, your life will mirror that. I'm sorry, Jim Rohn said it. Your life will mirror that in the five people you hang with the most. So here's the problem mm -hmm. I see with a lot of us when it comes to faith. We, we, don't, we don't select who we want to hang with. We select a lot of, our, of the characters we hang with by default instead of design. So there's a message <laughs> I, I, I have up on YouTube where I talk about um, how I got my first iPad a few years ago. Because I thought it'd be cool to be on stage and look all technology savvy with the iPad and the earpiece, you know. Um, but when I got the iPad, I got it for my speaking business. But when I bought the iPad, it came on default settings. So I had to mm -hmm. go out there to the app store and download all the apps I was going to need to use for the speaking mm -hmm. business. So if I need to put PowerPoint on there, if I was going to do Prezi on there for Prezi presentations, if I needed yep. uh, a software on there to do imaging, for means and stuff like that, it was up to me to number one know the vision for the vision for the equipment, what am I gonna use it for, and for me to physically go yep. out to the app store and download the hardware so that way I'm not using the the, the, the actual um, iPad on default settings. I'm using it by design. The problem with most of mm -hmm. us is we don't spend time trying to custom design our life. Um when I started this journey, uh, and really my journey starts at the age of twenty six. Once I got clear about the vision of where I was going, you better believe I started to design my life based on certain things. And one of them was I need to surround myself with members of faith where I can give them my vision. Yes. And when I go through a storm, they can give me word deep cries out of the deep. I don't want to go to the world and yes. say, give me a worldly answer. I want to go to the world and have my friends give me a worldly answer. So that way if I get yes. lost or confused. I got brothers and sisters of faith that can hold a candle and say, brother, you don't, don't, don't get discouraged. This is the way you want to come. Most of us choose the people we hang with by default. 
We don't we don't mm. think about what we're going through. As a kid growing up, my mama made sure she knew all the kids I played with. There were certain kids in the neighborhood that were bad, that had a reputation for being bad and cussing and stuff like that, and I wasn't allowed to play with them because she would say, you become mm. who you hang with. So if I hang with yes. a person that lacks faith, it'd be a matter of time for their lack of faith cross over to my lack of faith, and I'll start doubting the word of God. I'll start doubting his perfect promises over my life. I'll start saying, man, I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen for me. I can't see the resources for it. So if I understand that who I become with is who I, who I ultimately end up becoming, who I hang with, then I should on purpose try to hang around folks of greatness. When people say, how did you get Les Brown as a mentor? I tell people, that wasn't by default, baby. That was by design. Les Brown mm-hmm. will go down to history as one of the world's greatest motivational speakers. He will be known as one of the best to ever do it. So if I want to follow in a legacy as great as that, I should be purposely trying to hang around someone like that. So for anyone right. who's called a struggling, you got to listen. When, when you look at an NFL team come draft time, they picking people by design, not default. They ain't got 15 kickers on their squad. We got one good kicker. We need a quarterback. We are drafting by design, not default. So who do you need on your team, especially for those storms? Mm. Wow. Draft by design, not by default. And that is so true about, you know, friendships and and those that you have around. A lot of it is by default. And when you start to make moves towards purpose, you understand you understand it a lot more like man. All right, so listen. We talked ourselves off the air. I don't know if you realize I, I got something I want to go in there real quick. And, 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 oh, and you guys got to know this on the call. I, I, y- y'all got to know this on the call. Uh, I still got people mad at me because I traded them in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> I still got people mad because when I looked at my team where I was going, I had to be real. This person's not carrying their weight. This person always got problems and issues. This person is my biggest hater right. and they fair. Why am I keeping them right. on my bench? I don't need them. So for some of you, right. You got to listen. Some of y'all gonna have to trade some folks in order to make room for the people who's supposed to be there. Mm. So you wonder why some aren't here? <laughs> got to clear up some cap space. Got to clear up some cap space. Hey, you got to let that some people good. be free agents. <laughs> yes. You got to yes. let some people go. You got to pay off some contracts. But by uh, any means necessary, if you're going right. to distract from your vision, you have to make the moves. We've seen this through scripture all the time. We've seen some Absolutely. of the people have a call on their life and had to let certain people go. Because they, they mm. were not beneficial to where they were trying to get to. Uh, the, the thing, the thing that's beautiful about scripture is it never changes. Even down to the attack of the enemy. Absolutely. And this is the thing that blows my mind the most. If you look at Satan's attack, it's very rare that Satan will physically put his hands on anybody and do physical harm. Mm -hmm. 90% of the attacks in Scripture are mental attacks from the Garden of Eden where he he takes Eve by himself. And this is for couples right now. Y'all shouldn't be be in, in, in a powerful arena unguarded. One of the best things I did when I started to grow my business and I selected my wife, I, and I ingrained her into everything. Which means that if someone wants to come for me, 
I got someone watching my back. They're watching my foot. <laughs> That's a beautiful feeling. There was no reason why right. Eve should have been in the garden by herself dealing with the enemy. But that was a mental attack. Let me let me get in your head space about what he told you about this fruit. If we look at Jesus coming off of his, his 40-day fast, anyone who's been fasting knows that's the moment of your weakest part. That's the moment of your right. weakest point. That was, again, a mental attack. Throw yourself off this mountain. You know, turn these stones, these, these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. Those were mental attacks. That's why scripture says guard your eyes and guard your, the most valuable yeah. commodity we have is our mind. That's what the enemy is after 24-7. If I can control your mind, I control your thoughts. If I control your thoughts, I control your ideas. Your ideas form words. And we know already there's life and death in the power of the tongue. So for many people who they don't have control of their mind, they're speaking death over their destiny every single day. And that's the reality. A lot of us haven't. I remember times where I didn't realize the power of my words. Mm. I didn't realize that, you know, for years I didn't think they were very powerful. But then one day I mm. started to look at all of the negative things that I was saying about myself in my life. And I looked yeah. at how powerfully they were manifesting in my life. So I said, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. If I've grasped this concept <laughs> for the negative, what would happen if, I switched the game up a little bit. And that's what I hope mm -hmm. everybody's listening on tonight. We have been fed. We had a mentor session tonight. This was mm -hmm. a mentoring session on tonight. He covered uh, so many areas. This was uh, a master class. This is what that was. It was a, I was looking for the right terminology. <laughs> this was not our show. We had a master class on tonight, and I'm really appreciative of it. I still have three more questions for you, um, well, but I do want uh, you to know I'm appreciative for it. No, no, you're fine. I want to add something in there. You you gave me another that I want to serve back on, on the table. Uh, for anyone who's confused about this, on speaking stuff into existence, I want you to understand something. Uh, God created the world by, by voice. Let there yep. be light. Let there be dark. Let there be water. Let there be firmament. The only thing he actually created by hand was man. That's man. the only thing he created by man. Yep. He didn't say let there be man. He physically touched man and blew breath into him, which shows the yep. value and the importance. Anytime you use your hands on something as a craftsperson, it shows the delicacy of it. It shows the intimacy yep. of it. It shows the mastery of the craft. So if, if Scripture says you are born in the image and the likeness of God, that means I have God's characteristics locked inside of me. So if God can create the universe by opening his mouth and speaking into existence, what makes me think I can't do the same? That's, again, where we go back to there's power of life and death inside of my tongue. I can speak blessings or I can speak curses. Now, the catch is this. Because until we get in the habit, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Until we get in the yeah. habit of speaking the right thing, this is why you can't have default default relationships and friendships around you. See, if you have the right. right friendships around you, they'll catch you when you speak in depth and saying, oh, whoa, 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 don't you say that. Correct that. Rephrase that. You see what I'm saying? There was many times where mm -hmm. I didn't see a way out and I would start speaking death. And one of my best friends, a guy by the name of Harold, had to, had to, had to block that word and, and give me a different substitute word to bring an issue of life. 
because he knew before I was even clear what I was doing, you speaking death of your situation, not life. Mm. But all this goes back to vision. All of it goes Absolutely. back to vision. Absolutely. The more clear you are, the easier it is to plan these things out. But I just want to throw that out there because I, I want to make sure that everyone who's listening to the portion about uh, how you can speak stuff into existence understands this shouldn't be a shock to anyone. Because you're born no. in the image and likeness of God, which means you should, you have yep. some inherited qualities from the Father. There are qualities I Absolutely. have from my physical father that I know came from him. There are qualities that came from my physical mother that I know came from her. So there's qualities that come from our, 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 our alpha father that we have to understand we have the ability to tap into, but you can't, what you yep. can't, what you don't use, you typically lose. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to jump in and we can, we can go up to three questions. <laughs> All right, listen. In real quick. No problem, no problem. Now you, you over as I said over this hour, you have fed us so much, so much for us to eat upon for days, weeks, and months to come. If everyone was to forget everything that you said, what would be mm. one takeaway that you would want them to have from this entire conversation? The one takeaway, if they forgot everything I had to say to them tonight, is write the vision and make it plain. That I was put here on purpose, with purpose, by purpose, for purpose. Because I love to tell people, you have been knocked up with purpose. That's what the old folks would say when you get pregnant. You got knocked yeah. up. You've been knocked <laughs> up with purpose. So the question being is, when are you going to give birth? What are you supposed to give birth to? Because that's portion of your vision. You've been put her on purpose, with purpose, by purpose, for purpose. You've been knocked up with purpose. So what are you supposed to give birth to? Awesome. What's the vision? Now, the second question is, on the show, we like to recognize those we call transforming transformers. Now, transforming okay. transformers are those who have committed their life to their personal transformation. And in turn, they've taken those principal tools, strategies, techniques, and techniques that they've learned, and they've devoted it to others who are going through their transformation. While you were going mm. through your process or going through processes as well, who are some mm -hmm. transforming transformers that you would like to acknowledge in your personal life? I usually allow everybody to say like three or four, if you mm -hmm. want to uh, list three or four. You've been okay. talking about some of your mentors, but. Yeah, yeah, I got you, yeah. Um, so that's great, man, because I, I love that, because I think that it's always great to pay homage to who paid the way mm -hmm. for you. So obviously at the bat, I'm going to say Mr. Les Brown. Um, Les Brown, I've been listening to since the age of eight. <laughs> My father introduced me to Les Brown back on cassette tape. Uh, so to wow. jump into the future and be able to travel on stage and travel across the globe with him and speak on stage and get him to do the foreword for the book um, and do interviews with him. Um, again, this is my belief. God foreshadows your destiny by who he connects you to. Again, Joshua mm -hmm. Moses wasn't an accidental connection. All right. Um, the disciples in Jesus were not an accidental connection. Your destiny is foreshadowed by who he places you up under. So obviously, Mr. Les Brown, uh, without a doubt, uh, the second person I'm going to acknowledge is another mentor of mine who actually celebrated his birthday today, uh, what ends at midnight, uh, Delatoro McNeil. Uh, Delatoro McNeil was that first speaking mentor, uh, that I ran across when I decided that 
real estate was making me money, but I'm ready to walk into this arena called speaking, but I wasn't sure what to do. So Dale was the mentor I had that actually shaped me. He helped me understand my voice. He helped me understand my message. And he gave me the encouragement to let me know your message is bigger than just your hometown. Um, and I don't know mm. who needs to, needs to hear this, but understand something. Mm. Jesus wasn't recognized until he left his hometown. There are some <laughs> of you right now that keep trying to make a name for yourself in your hometown. And it's not catching on. You've been in the trenches. Nobody is finally on social media. Events are jumping off. You're not being asked. I want you to understand your message, your mission, and your purpose is bigger than where you come from. Most people mm. don't get recognized by their hometown until they leave their hometown, and the rest of the world gets behind them. So I don't know who needs to hear that tonight, uh, but if God is saying, leave your hometown, even Jesus had to leave his hometown before he blew up. <laughs> he had to leave his hometown. So understand, uh. be willing to leave familiar territory and venture out into the unknown. You don't know the blessing you have when you move by faith and walk out to the unknown. Uh, so I'm going to say De La Toro. And the third person I'm going to say, man, is my wife. Because awesome. I thought as a speaker and as an entrepreneur, I had this whole thing figured out, right? And then God threw me this curveball mm -hmm. called my wife, which is Maya, you know? Um, and so for mm -hmm. her, um, she, she's the other half of me. She covers me. She protects me. She understands me. She gets me. Now, again, this goes back to vision because I had dated a lot of people. But when you understand mm -hmm. where you're going to, you'll understand it ain't all about looks. Looks is great. Don't get me wrong. She's beautiful. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you start mm -hmm. looking for substance for the journey. If you look at okay. successful marriages, most successful marriages were not just because all oh, this person looks good on my arm. All oh, this person can turn their head in a room. All oh, this person has a big, a big social media following. You better have someone that is equipped to get on that road and follow the vision with you. And they actually fit the mold. They fit the mold. So, um, those three people right there, and then last but not, last not least, man, I'll say kids and stepkids. So those right there, those give you life energy. They give you blood energy. And remember, we're supposed to be leaving a legacy. <laughs> yes. You know, we can't take it with us. Yes. So that, for me, is the anchor of why we get up and why we do what we do every day. Uh, because when we leave this world, we want to leave the world better than we found it. But we also want to leave a legacy behind that makes it easier for that next generation. And with all the things going on in the social media space, and, and I'm going to be honest when I say this, man, um, I, I wasn't even sure I was going to be on the planet around this time to see some of the changes we're seeing in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be clear. I was shocked when we saw Obama get president. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, well, I'm here to see this happen. So, so to see yes. statues come down and flags come down man. and see the world finally understand about the systemic racism and I'm like, you know, I, even though I don't like the shutdown, I'm happy to say, man, I was around during this time because there were times right. I asked God, man, what do we do to the world that is so bad that people don't like us? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do we do? Right. You know? So, um, so for that reason, it's more important than ever for everyone to leave a legacy. But because I'm African American, I'm gonna say it clearly for us to leave a legacy because this That's is our true. time. This is our now, and we have to take advantage of our now. Awesome. Now, before I get to the last question, I want to give you an opportunity sure. to give everyone your social media handles, your website, where they okay. can purchase your book, 
all of those things, gotcha. as well as if you have any last words you want to leave with the audience, I want to give you an opportunity to do that before the last question. Absolutely. So if you're looking to connect with me on social media, I am literally on every social media channel. Um, Instagram, you can find me under Kareem, and I'll spell it out, uh, K-A-R-I-M-E-L-L-I-F, the number one. So Kareem Ellis one. Um, on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, every other social media channel, uh, I'm just under Kareem, middle initial R Ellis. Um, or an easy way to get all of my information under one umbrella is just to go to Kareem Ellis, the number 360.com. So that's Kareem Ellis 360.com. And as far as the book goes, um, that's up on Amazon right now. So if you go to Amazon.com, and you either do a search by my name or you do a search for GPS My Success. Uh, that book will pop up. Uh, it's up on Amazon right now for $19.99 uh, for the hard copy. Or if you want like an e-copy, I believe you got it up for like 7 bucks. If you just want a, a, a e-copy of it, you can look at it on your, your iPad or your phone or whatever have you. And for folks that want to connect as well, um, I actually will have a GPS training coming up that will be free to the public. But here's the catch. You have to send a text. You have to send a text uh, to the number 484848. You want to text the word GPS 2020. GPS 2020 to the number 484848. And that'll link in. So we're ready to do the free GPS training where we cover a lot of what we covered here, but more in detail. Um, that's how you get access to that. That will be a free, a free online training. Awesome. Awesome. So now here's the last question I end every conversation on. And that okay. question is, Kareem, who is God to you? Hmm. Who is God to me? Well, I would love to be able to give one, a one word adjective to describe God, but also, man, I, I can't use one word. Because there's been stages of the game where God is love. When I didn't love myself, God was the person who loved me. When I didn't see value in myself, God saw value. Uh, when I was alone and fell out with family, God was a brother. God was a sister. God was a father. God was a mother. Um, when I doubted my education, God was a mentor. So all in all, man, I'm going to say that God at this stage of the game, I, I got to sum it up, man, and say best friend. I got to say best mm. friend. Awesome. Now, here's why I end the conversation with that question. I believe mm -hmm. no matter how long we live, there are realms mm. and dimensions of the creator that we mm -hmm. have yet to experience. And I believe yeah. that when we have that. conversations with each other, we are experiencing mm. a new dimension or revelation of who God is. So you yep. telling me God is a best friend. I know God is a mm -hmm. healer. We leave mm. with that energy to experience that in our own personal lives. And I can say, I've mm. always asked that question on this show, and I have never mm. got the same answer. Even if somebody said, well, he's my mm. father, the explanation yeah. of what father mm -hmm. means to them is completely different. Mm. So that's why I mm. love this show, because it represents the diversity of who we all are, who we all are, as well as 
the awesomeness of God. And that word doesn't even begin to describe him. Awesome isn't even enough to describe who the creator is. So that's why I always end with that very question, because I love to hear people's interpretation of who God is to them. Mm. So listening audience, yeah. Thank you for joining us on tonight, Kareem. Thank you for sharing with us. Listen, I appreciate you. I say this to all of our guests because I have been blessed on this show with some amazing guests who are willing to free to share freely. Because sometimes, mm. you know, some people aren't willing to show you the vulnerable state of success. But again, you came, you stripped it all back and you were willing to share. So I thank you, listening audience. I encourage you to connect with him on social media as well as purchase the book. That's right. Make an investment into your noun that produces a future connected to your purpose by purchasing that book. And then also remember, text GPS 2020 to 484848 so that you can be a part of the training. We're back here on Friday night. We have a young man from Canada. This young man's energy is crazy. He calls himself Mr. Good Vibes. I want you guys to tune in and make sure uh, you're here on Friday. Also, visit the website to find out all of the shows that we have coming up, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Connect with me on all of my social media platforms by simply typing in Clifton Petty John. And as I always say, guys, Create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. So I know you've heard me talk a lot about working with people in entertainment, and perhaps you don't necessarily work in entertainment. And if you do, you may not need a full overhaul at the moment. However, you may be facing a challenge or working on a project that you could use objective perspective or expertise on. Um, This is why I offer consulting. Here are the areas I can help you in. Branding, marketing, creative strategy, spiritual development, identity strategy, style and image, content strategy, entrepreneurship. I would love to work with you to navigate your challenge or to enhance your project. If you want to book a one-time session or inquire about a short-term consulting relationship, you can do both by visiting YourSupernormal.com. Let's get it.